Do you want to bring balance to all the wireless radiation fields in your life, including 5G? The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a small sticker you can stick on any device. It changes the state of the field and creates a new resonance between the wireless radiation and your energy field. On the link below you'll see all our testing results that show how the body responds excellently once you've made this change in your life. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. It's easy to bring balance back to your body with the Omnia Radiation Balancer. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, before we get started tonight, we're going to go over a few things. For one, you guys know Aaron and I will be speaking at the Great Family of Light Gathering in Sedona, July 23rd through the 25th. Um, what are you going to talk about, Aaron? I don't know. Going to have to come and find out. <laughs> you have to come and find out. Uh, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're really excited to be hanging out with all you guys. Some great speakers there. Tickets are only $333. 222 if you pay with crypto there is a live stream available for 111 and 77 dollars if you pay with crypto uh the link is in the description below if you want to purchase tickets familyoflight.info and uh, as you know also i'll be speaking at eSETI this year um we'll be hanging out there as well so um whoever is going to be at either one of those conferences we're looking forward to meeting you guys it's going to be a lot of fun what else? Oh, um, Hopewell Farm. Uh, so we've had some people complaining that they couldn't reuse the promo code. They can only use it once. We got that fixed. Now you can use the promo code indefinitely. Journey to Truth 10 gets you 10% off um, for everybody, everyone who was worried about that. Now you can use it as much as you want. And uh, one, one last thing. Some of you guys have saw the poster that we just put on Teespring. Um, we, we put it up on social media. Um, just wanted to give a shout out to Katrina Vogel. She's a fan and now friend of ours. She she made that for us. Um, it's it's supposed to be us in Inner Earth. And uh, it's a really, really cool depiction of us. And we want to thank her. And I uh, want you guys to go check out her page, um, KatrinaVogel.art on Instagram. Uh, give her a follow and uh, see what she's up to. She's doing some really incredible work. Um, that being said, tonight... We are joined by Miriam Hanane. I, did I say that right? <laughs> I got it right. Um, she's an investigative journalist. Um, she's been censored, uh, shadow banned, functional medical consultant, director of the documentary Vanishing of the Bees, author of George Floyd, a multi-layered psyop, examined a few other books. Uh, there's, I know you're involved in plenty more. Uh, you've been at this for 25 years now um it's I, I believe that's what you said and there's tons going on right now as far as everything not just not just journalists citizens everyday people are being censored we're all being suppressed um, we're being muzzled however you want to put it so um there's a lot to get into tonight welcome to the show thank you thank you for having me i used to say when it was still novel to be censored 
that Roseanne Barr today, you tomorrow. I was accused, are you a Roseanne Barr fan? I said, I'm a First Amendment fan. Mm -hmm. And this was 2016, 2017, when I first started talking about what I dub techno-fascism, which has uh, gained in popularity and, and looking at technology and censorship. And the Ministry of Truth is alive and kicking, full of projections. And I really believe, like, for instance, I was sharing that I was listening to yet another hearing about the deadly insurrection. And I was there at the Capitol. I shared my footage with Rudy Giuliani. I witnessed taking part in a LARP. And unless you really pay attention to details, which many don't because we live in an age of mediocrity, that you'll you'll lose what's really happening. I, I speak of narration supremacy, and it's like a tsunami that comes over, and whether we're speaking about George Floyd or the election or January 6th, it's very difficult to keep track. And it's the gaslighting is at such a all time high that you question, maybe you can relate, question, because they seem so sure and convicted with, with, of their beliefs. But even having Christopher Ray there, for instance, like that's a joke. Who really trusts the FBI when it seems that their investigations are quite myopic? Yeah. Who, any of the three yeah. letter agencies right now, I don't, I mean, can we trust any, any of them is the government itself, the current administration. I mean, there's a lot of nothing is standard procedure anymore. Everything is done differently now. And that's for a reason because things aren't as they appear and they're trying to cover up something. And that's what we're going to get to the bottom of. And that's what I wanted to get into today is what has the media been lying to us about, if not everything, you know, the virus, the vaccine, the election, you know, all of it. Yeah. In, in, um, before the election, I was in, in Florida, I bought a copy of, well, this was right after the election in Scientific American. And obviously they, they wrote this pre-election and they were already lumping the people who are, questioning the vaccine, which has been my in my beat as a functional medicine consultant and someone who's reversed an autoimmune condition. But they lumped people that are vaccine hesitant, people that question the Rona and the election all at once. Like, how did you know the election hasn't even hasn't even happened yet? And you're already putting all these three people it's very fascinating to see how this psychological operation has impacted humans and i'm not for face diapers especially outside it's it's probably the first day here in san francisco where you actually feel it's june and there's plenty of people and plus we don't have to wear them anymore in establishments so i was very happy to embrace that went into wells fargo and we prefer our customers to wear masks and i just said well i prefer to breathe Bye. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone, lady. But this for me has really been um, exercise to be less um, vocal, uh, to to just shut it, because most people need to cultivate balls. And that's why if they whistle blow, it's a big deal. But I've 
I've blown the whistle on Bayer and I blow the whistle in my everyday by being vocal and calling out bullshit. There's no shortage of bullshit. No, I just found myself no, to, today, not. I wish I had um, my uh, loudspeaker, but just usually I don't do this anymore, but just like it's a, why are you wearing your face diaper outside? It's mind boggling because that means that they are cut off to their intuition. Nothing, something's not computing inside that like, oh, I need fresh air. Yeah, breathing is like the number one thing our immune system, our oxygen is the number one thing our immune system needs. You know, when you cut that off. Um, yeah. Well, it's not even, it's, they're, they're not even like, they're not even thinking for themselves at all. It's like, all it takes is just, just basic logic. Like, I'm outside. I don't need to be wearing this. There's no reason at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, at all. But the programming is so strong. They're just like, I wear this all the time, you know, mm -hmm. without a second yeah. thought. And you just, they just do it. Well, they that's, want, they want, so dangerous. Um, unfortunately, and, we, and you know, we probably sound like a broken record talking. Right. About I was just thinking that too. I'm like, God, I've said yeah. this so many times. Yeah. It, it, but it, you know what? It's just, it's the times. It's the yeah. times we, we, we face it. We deal with it, deal with it. We see it every day. And you know, they're, these people are being made to feel like they're a stand-up citizen if they're complying by wearing their mask and all that stuff. Yeah, so th that's also that. Yeah, that's the big. Oh, so many, so many reasons, you know, down to like they're super insecure and feel ugly and find it's like sucking your little thumb. You're hiding behind your face diaper and you're finding solace uh, be, be by cutting every one down to the same level that they, mm -hmm. they they actually get off on that and and i feel like someone who's been in the health and well who's in health and wellness and it's no joke to reverse lupus it's no joke to be like yeah i had a 13 inch metal rod in my leg that i removed and i learned how to walk again and yeah i'm 48 so what am i doing that you can't do and then to have these people in health and whether it's pilates massage and it's like i got vac vaccinated or or i had to lie to get on my yoga mat because now vaccined people it's such it's such a farce it's such a farce by the sheer just thought, oh, because the government told you and this warp speed, you're the guinea pig. Fine, yeah. go guinea pig yourself and let's talk in five years. Yeah, <laughs> well yeah. said, well said. Well said, yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they want exactly. you to feel privileged. They want the, the vaccinated people to feel privileged. Um, and, you know, they they're obviously we're seeing the signs, you know, vaccinated people this way, un unvaccinated. We saw this years ago it's just for history right. repeating itself right yeah i called it out in 2016 when i covered zika and fauci the pandemic impresario that's what i call him was behind that too and uh, i spent 2020 relishing in all the clips and archival footage and screaming you know vocally being expressive and i'm just i'm done the fact even i look to see when they recirculated this gof wuhan story line and i'm like oh i april 2020 is when i was tweeting about this and now it's 2021 and now you're embracing this why why are you gonna is he gonna be the fall guy 
is about 87 presidents or eight, 42 years in, in circulation. He's now created his piece de resistance, the Rona, and he can exit and take the fall. It's very curious to me why now the mainstream is embracing the fact that this is a man-made. And I believe that what's been going on is that they've, the, the numbers, they've robbed them from influenza and that there is also a man-made nasty virus that has gone, that has been also, has attacked people on, on, on a vascular level that we've seen these long haulers. But because we've primed the environment and, and there's one in every two people has a chronic illness today. So we've created this perfect storm and I can draw parallels between the honeybees and humans, and and I've said for a while now, we are the honeybees. We are the ones who are who are being uh, who are dying slowly by sublethal doses. It's it's a death by a thousand cuts, and it's very difficult to say uh, with the vaccine included. Oh, this is what caused your issue. You know, it makes me laugh when it is like I've said, and it's nasty of me. But I've spoken to some person and I said, you really care? Why don't you lose 60 pounds, buddy? And then he was like, fuck you. But but and, and it's this is a good example of being mindful and not directing our our anger or frustration because everyone's fuse is, is shorted now. We're, we're all prickly. So my message is really mindfulness, self-awareness compassion and, and I speak for myself we're humans and it's really sad to see how there is no sense of like forgiveness or lambasting someone for something they did 10 years ago where we're supposed to grow I'm not the same person I was yesterday and hopefully that's of everyone that they're evolving that's mm -hmm. why we're human we learn yep. through mistakes and we learn through each other yeah it's like that meme you've changed we're supposed to, you know, uh, it, that's so true. You, you, if you, you know, you, you can't live the same year over and over and over and over and call the life. We're supposed to break free from that and find our place here. And that's what we're all doing right now. So, um, yeah, as far as it, going back to what you said about how all this stuff that we were calling BS on immediately when this virus hit, we all got, we lost accounts over it. Um, the media just had a heyday with us. And then now they're reporting on it as fact, y you know, like yeah. you said, why all of a sudden now, what has changed fall guys, you know, we got Bill Gates, Fauci, all of a sudden they clearly look like they could be fall guys. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm we'll, we'll see where, where this, well, I think they know shit's about to hit the fan. They're trying, or maybe to... now it's like psych. Oh, you got that jab. Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're trying to save their own asses is what I think, because they know shit's about to come out. It's about to it, stuff's about the, the to start thing is, trying to soften they're the blow. trying to soften the blow. They're trying to they're trying to get ahead of it. Yeah, as much as yeah, they well, can. We, we, but we it's like, we're like, oh, yeah. So we were right this whole time and you were wrong. And they're just like, oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. it's, it's I, I also think like it's transcending between. Be, beyond blame and wrong or right and being able to hear each other and any logical person will you know before i i dubbed myself a conservative i thought i was a democrat uh, i had trump supporters and i i never 
I never blew them off or wrote them off because it was more like a fascination, like, oh, I want. And then when I, I never was filled with hate for the, for Orange Man. And if anything, that's what really turned me off, the, the blinding hate. And then with the Rona, I had just covered before that Samoa and I saw that they mass vaccinated 200,000 people in 30 days and they passed the law of love, which basically says to parents that we, the government, have jurisdiction, jurisdiction over your child. And many of us in this space thought that it was going to be Ebola. We were, I was speaking to a whistleblower that thought it was Ebola. I was working for Vaxter and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny thought it was going to be Ebola. And so when the Rona hit, you can see a man on the street that I did with Zach. And it was like right before the Oscars, it's January. And uh, I get on my tippy toes because I didn't have a microphone. And, and I'm like, I'm calling this the virus that didn't cry wolf. And I could hear Zach's thoughts like, what the fuck is she talking about? And um, I even said, I'm like, what does it mean? This is what it meant, folks. I even was accused of of working for Bill Gates because they're like, how did you know to go to, the, to Costa Rica? Which, by the way, the day we got there, the Rona arrived in Costa Rica, too. And it was a great reinforcer of, oh, look, the narrative is here as well. And I was I, I wrote a article for Vaxter on how censorship and the coronavirus don't mix. And it's really, and I contributed to Plandemic and it's really sad. I just, my mom just told me uh, two days ago that she's going to get the vaccine and I hung up on her and I haven't heard from her. Yeah, I'm sorry. We all have these stories and Mm -hmm. she's 76 and I, I she came to uh, pressure from her her doctor, from her husband, from whoever. But for her daughter be like the antithesis and to be knowledgeable and to put herself out there at what you know I I don't get paid for my work. I am they've attacked my company with Operation Quack Hack, and uh, it's I'm censored. I'm shadow banned. I'm censored from and this now it's normal or it's like everybody, but. It was still novel to be like PayPal 2017, Kiva, GoFundMe, which has ties to Big Pharma, Instacart, Amazon took my books for for a while and I fought fought that. The day of the deadly insurrection, I lost thousands on Twitter. I lost my merchant processor for CBD because that's another reason they came after me. I've been selling CBD before Martha Stewart and Kim Kardashian as early as 2016 because I am in the future. And... Um, Square was owned by Jack Dorsey and they dismantled my processor. And for five months, I wasn't able to make any money on that site. Operation Quack Hack for your audience and maybe for you is the actual name, Quack Hack, named by the FDA. It's um, witch hunt with the DOJ and the FTC to go after people who are in health and wellness who sell online. I sell vitamin C silver, magnesium, and I have done. So it's not like the Rona made me act differently. And they say that we've, we are trying to profit. That's the irony, profit from the Rona while they have all their bullshit EUA just for money. I mean, just the PCR test. 
I, I met someone who's like, I sells PCR tests here in San Francisco. And I'm like, you know, that's full of shit, right? It's not a diagnostic test. And he nodded. And I said, hey, I'm not judging you. And he said, I'm judging myself because he knows he's making a crap load of money conning people. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the, the PCR test, which again, since last year, been blowing the whistle on. It doesn't look for things like TB. It doesn't look for serious things. It's an, oh, they can just, oh, now let's switch down the amplification and we can say that Joey is responsible in the vaccine for lowering the cases of the Rona. If, if anything, uh, they're giving, they're, they're giving you a false positive, if anything. Right. Right. And then, and then what does that do to you psychologically right off the bat? It puts fear, it puts fear right. in you and then you comply and then you're, right. you're just taking a bait and they have you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I know, yeah. I, I, I know people that have died since taking people that were well and then took the PCR test. They were older. One was my uncle. And I told my dad, just letting you know that if you put him on a ventilator again, February, 2020, I was saying, talking about vents and uh, my dad said straight up quote, I don't care what you have to say. Why should you? I'm a journalist. I'm in health and wellness. Thousands of hours I've spent. My uncle was dead two days later and he was fine. He was fine. His wife had a stroke. So they decided to be safe and go get their bullshit PCR test. And he was positive. She wasn't. And then he got sick after nostril rape, because sometimes that happens that uh, once you succumb to nostril rape, you get sick with whatever the hell is on that swab. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. another person that was also older, put on a vent, was the fine. Got it. What killed him. Then, yeah, but yeah. but that, that's so specific. And the people who are like, you're you're downplaying death. How dare you are trying to shame me? I say, I'm in to specifics. Bring me every dossier and let's look. Let's be specific and see what was going on. And uh, again, one in every two people is sick. And this, if you have comorbidities, so the fear is the real virus. Hate is the real virus and to the the virus can't survive without the media i've said that i've said that before plenty of times and if we if you really think about it um those of us who were paying attention when all this happened as it was going down with the ventilators there were nurses coming forward these people were um putting out videos they were showing you what was going on in the hospitals Mm -hmm. and marking false fraud yeah all the fraud marking false covid and where are all those videos now? I'm sure, you know, they've been scrubbed. I'm sure they, they, they know that we only remember things. We retain a memory for, I don't know, what is it like seven to 18 days, or there's like a time period where it's, it sticks with us. So if they can, if they can distract us with something else and just pump that into our brains, even though it was something so significant as this being fraudulent, um, they just bank on us forgetting it but, um, by means of their distraction. Yeah, I mean, again, if someone pays attention to details and nuances, then this wouldn't happen. And that requisites you, the proverbial you doing research or at least trusting people like me that are sticklers that source 
things instead of engaging in ad hominem attacks. I was trying to liberate people because I, again, in January, Zach and I got hazmat suits. We went to the comedy center. We, we, they were laughing at us and we're like, just wait. We come back in two weeks. We'll see who's the weirdos, you know, because we're in the future. But we, we fell for it and we got masks. And I personally, you know, I like to say to a face diaper wearing person, do you know what size the virus is? No, you don't. It's 0.125, that face diaper's 0.3, it does nothing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, uh, and of course, if you- On hmm? the package of the, <laughs> it literally says it on- On the package. The package, it says. Well, it not, do, actually, it does do something. It It's harmful. It's too. harmful. Yeah. It's actually what it's-, it's, it's Yeah, but it does nothing as far as the it virus- It doesn't goes. help at all, anything. Well, the good thing is, is- People like you are, are standing up now. We have people um, just just the other day, Ivory Hecker, the Fox lady, Fox reporter, on air, on air, blew the whistle that she was being muzzled. And now she's on Project Veritas sharing her story. And I heard one of the recordings that they told her that they thought that she had failed as a reporter by doing that. And they were like belittling her and just making her, um, they really wanted her to feel like she she fucked up. And, and whenever all she was wanting to do is, Hey, these people need to know they're being deceived. Yes. I I say that uh, journalists used to enjoy um, unraveling cover-ups and now they're engaging in covering in the Mm cover-up. They are part of the cover-up. I I used to be part of the mainstream just to tell you in your audience that when I came, when I graduated from journalism school in 96 and I, I came out to Los Angeles for a boy and uh, I stayed here and I took a job for Channel 4 News producing the news for the internet. So I've been part of the internet since the get-go and my father worked for IBM. He's a mechanical engineer. So I was privy to be part of, I played video games. I was very androgynous, but, but so I, I embraced the, the mainstream. I wanted, meaning I wanted to be part of it. I, I used to write for Penthouse. I used to write for Hollywood Reporter, Maxim. Um, and then when I blew the whistle on Bayer and I made my film, slowly, slowly, I got Ixnaid and I had written about the politics of CBD in 2017 because I called 2017 the year of playing whack-a-mole because I was shut down, shut down, shut down by merchant processors. And my company was meant to make $3 million honey colony and instead it lost 250,000. But so I wrote a story and I pitched it to Marie Claire and I was thrilled that the mainstream was embracing me, even though they had dumbed down my story for their magazine. And then I got a call and they asked me what my personal views were on vaccines. And three days later, they killed my story. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no coincidence, right? Oh, yeah. No coincidence. Well, incidents i mean you have to i mean you could at least sleep at night knowing you're doing the right thing and that's what that's what we all have to remind ourselves because um it's not easy even even with what we do especially lately 
the amount of hatred coming from some of these trolls, I want, I, whatever you want to call them, um, it's unjustified. It, I don't understand. It's like the, these people are being ac uh, activated. Right. And uh, well, these we just have to remind ourselves we're doing the right thing here or this wouldn't be happening, right? Yes. I, I, speaking with one another, like what, what we're doing now and connecting, uh, arguably these people can sleep fine at night. They're, they're sociopathic. They're psychopathic. <laughs> yeah. Um, or that, you know, you say lies enough times and they believe these false personas. And again, this is spiritual warfare. I seem to gravitate or people gravitate to me if they've had a spiritual practice, if they're heart-based, if they acknowledge. Also, everything is a test, right? It's like I got hit by a car. I had to learn how to walk again. If I wasn't who I am today and resourceful, who knows what state I would have been in, but it's not what I say this often, not what happens to you, but what you do with what happens to you. And it's transcending the victim mentality because let's say with censorship, I have been victimized, you've been victimized, but what do we do about it? Now there's a context contests going on and how big of a victim can you be? Mm. We're, this whole BLM, it's, it's not empowering black lives. It's, it's um, keeping keeping them down, um, I, and with a lot of these psyops, whatever, or let's say there, there's real people who think that they're supporting BLM and Black Lives Matter, but they're not realizing that they're part of another entity that is damaging and trying to erode the principles of the Constitution. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. we have to remember that. It's important to note that some of the people that are supporting BLM are just actually ignorant to what the corruption and the psyop, and they really think that they're doing the right thing. And that's nobody's fault because we're grown. We're, I mean, we are, that's just the way we're, we're raised. We're raised in this, in this um, toxicity. Yeah. And, and yeah. to find even to find in my quest, because I'm writing my my book on, on George Floyd and I'm investigating at the same time, it's been difficult. Like yesterday, I called an attorney that had worked with George when he was 25, and she had offered to help him in exchange for helping with handiwork, and, and he effed off the duties. In any case, I called her. I can't find anyone to really speak to me honestly um, because everybody's scared or they're towing the party line of Black Lives Matter. And, it, and it's, it's just they're speaking bullshit to me. They're not speaking. This had nothing to do with race. And even Keith Ellison gave a big F you to the world when he went on 60 Minutes and acknowledged that it had nothing. But yet people that I've spoken to are either scared and if you think cops usually have a pack mentality the fact that what the few cops that came forth well there was lieutenant kroll who was invited to resign and he was a trump supporter and then there was i forget his name bob in any case there he's the one who woke up it wasn't his home but his old home in santa rosa had a pig's head with blood all over it and i had one attorney that represented george in his career as a criminal and uh, was 
toting the Black Lives Matter and just saying good things. And, and But then he said, now that it's been a year, I'll say this on the record, off the record, this had nothing to do with race. But he wouldn't have said it. He wouldn't have the balls to say it. And yeah. unfortunately, it's not a matter of do you know do you know what's going on and do you know what's right? It's, it's about whether you're going to act on it and have the courage and those acts of courage, let's say I'm going to sound my um, mouth off at the airport it, alone. It's only going to, I'm, I'm going to be on a no fly list. So it's not going to help. We have to do it together like flash mobs or, or, and hopefully now it's coming to an end. Although People still want to wear their face diapers. They feel comfortable. Well, yeah, I mean, that's exactly. Uh, I like how you said that. Yeah, we can go out on our own. Um, but yeah, no fly list. Um, you, you know, it's just it's strength in numbers. It's as simple as that. It's just it's as simple as that. But what do we actually do when, when everywhere you turn, you're being stepped on, we're being suppressed, we're being silenced, muzzled, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think we are doing what we can do right now. And the tides are turning, things are changing. It's not going to be like this forever. And, and until we get over the hump, whatever that looks like, um, we just have to stick together online. You know, it's it's not it's not like we're all going to get go out in the street. You see other countries that hundreds of thousands of people are out in the streets. And yeah, it does help. It does help. But um, well, what's actually we changing? Out. Sorry. Um, no, go ahead. I was just going to say we were out on the streets on January 6th. I don't know if you were there. I wasn't, no. Um, I, I cried just from all the people. I was so blown away. I just got the shivers just thinking mm. of how many people turned up and that Joey could just wish to have a fraction of those people mm. and uh, look, look look at what happened i mean it's the deadly insurrection now it's the big lie yeah they, they just announced today on the radio my dad my my dad actually let me know he said the biden administration is putting together a hotline that you can call to um, report radicalized family members and they're going full nazi yes <laughs> And well, they already were. Obvious. But there's a hot, there's a hotline. I just heard this today, and it just blew my mind. I'm, I'm like, okay, like, how dangerous is that? And what happens if they do report you? What is the consequence? Are they going to come knock on your door? What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, we've been evoking Snitch Nation since last year when the uh, contact tracer program came out of John Hopkins. Mm -hmm. I. I I took it to see, to get into the mind. I minored in psychology and I look at everything through a psychological lens to, to see what these people were. They, they get off, they get off on the snitching. And it's been a theme, even with the deadly insurrection, like Brandon Straka had his family member turn him in. It's it's very in vogue and it's reinforced and it's it's up, it's rewarded. It's very much ministry ministry of truth and when push yeah. comes to shove the peer pressure it, it's it's difficult people will succumb for different reasons to to be part to not be the uh the troublemaker i i guess 
just well, like in 1984, they succumb. Yeah. And well, there's also self-empowerment there, unfortunately, by building yourself up, by putting someone else down. And it, and it allows you to ignore your own problems and not have to face yourself when you're calling you feel, out when you you're, feel like a good person. Yeah. When you're calling out someone else, actually being a good person. <laughs> Say that again. Right. <laughs> makes you feel like you're right. a good person and doing good things without actually doing good things and being a good person. Yeah. And Very well said. Yeah. You just like, it's like, well, it's emotional manipulation. And that's, that's been a famous tactic of, of the, the elite, so to say, um, for a long time, it's, it's, uh, how can we emotionally, uh, manipulate people to do what we want them to do to fulfill whatever agenda they have. And that's been going on for a really long time. But as soon as you start, as soon as you basically just stop believing everything you're told and start becoming a sovereign being and thinking for yourself and being like, well, what, what do I think about the, like, here's what I'm told, but like, you know, what is true and what's not, what do I believe? Um, you're not going to be susceptible to this, but unfortunately, as we see many, many people are very susceptible to this because it's, uh, it's like an easy way to feel good about yourself and to, um, mm -hmm. to not have to, to identify with something. To like, yeah, oh, yeah. We're doing this together. And, um, you know, I asked one woman months ago, why are you wearing your face mask in the car? And she's like, right away got defensive and it's like, it's my body, my choice. I understand. But do you know why you're wearing your face mask? Most, is it because your, your sedan is going to infect you? And then she's like, I'm <laughs> doing it for you. Honey, don't do it. For because me. that's what they're told. Yeah. Doing it for, you don't give a fuck about me. You don't care. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know me. I just came up to you and asked you a question. But, see, but if they really cared I, about you and then you tell them that they would care about your, your opinions and, you know if you are like i don't want you to wear that so if they if they really cared about you they'd listen to you they would listen to you exactly but they don't they they usually fire back with hate and fuck you you know or whatever yeah if you try yeah, like, to talk to them about that i i was in yoga class and they were talking about this is a rebirth this it's a rebirth because the vaccines have saved us and i'm just thinking what like oh you're you're put forced under lockdown and imprisonment and now we're going to celebrate a fucking rebirth because a jab has suddenly mm -hmm. made everything okay or they would say like behind their muzzles take a deep breath and i'd be like are you kidding me and you know, I do the make the sin of like, what's your transgression? I showed my nostrils. I admit it. Yeah. And and be like, um, we're going. The theme of the class is is how to to cultivate strength to stand in your truth. And I felt like saying, "Bitch, this ain't my truth." But I couldn't do that. So they they're they're telling us things that they don't really mean. Because if if we were if I was really to embrace the lesson of the class. I would have said, this is not my truth. And uh, I would have been kicked out. So, yeah, well, yeah, unfortunately, we're, there's situations like that still that we're all going to find ourselves in and we have to make a choice. And um, yeah, it's just it's I don't know, we, we could beat this dead horse all day, you know, 
Um, now let's change the subject. Yes. I'm sure you've talked I about. I want to. Nauseam. Um, not as much as you would think. We <laughs> just because of censorship reasons, but um, I wanted uh, to get into your near death experience. Hmm. And see, um, I love hearing these stories because everyone, everyone's is unique and um, there's always a transformation that comes afterwards. And I'm, I'm just interested to hear what that looked like for you. Yeah, thank you. I, um, I've been on a spiritual path since I was 13. And at 13, I went to Sunday school and uh, Mark, one of our friends, had been hit by an 18-wheeler and then came to a coma. And around that time, 13, I was reading Out on a Limb by Shirley MacLaine and really questioning Christianity and, and asking questions. And, and I was young, but still. So fast forward to, um, I was in Los Angeles and I was working at NBC and uh, stepped into a crosswalk. Mm-hmm outside of the Bodhi tree, which is referenced. It's a metaphysical, a now defunct metaphysical bookstore that uh, is, is been a landmark and was famous in LA. And so ironically, I was hit right outside of that, that store and dragged 50 feet into the adjacent um, crosswalk. And so during that time, I, I became everything and nothing and had this out-of-body experience. And I, I heard the words, they're in Latin, but then I, I looked it up and it was know thyself and uh, came back into my body. And I, after that, I developed, it seemed like my intuition was heightened. Uh, I developed supranasal powers because I broke my my tailbone and it apparently the sense of smell is is attached to the tailbone so they say in any case I had supranasal powers I ended up eventually going to the psychic school in California and just it's a muscle like we, we said earlier everybody is intuitive but really cultivating that and now I'm this year I'm really like embracing it that that I'm in the future um, so after that, I was pretty lost for a while. I had so much physical pain for four years and because um, I had this 13-inch titanium rod in, in my femur. And I was working with, with someone who was helping me channel my higher self. And even though like may come across as woo-woo or hippie, I'm only one part woo, I say, because I am skeptical (laughs) and I ask questions, but she was working with me and just, she said that it was a very special time because I wasn't completely back into my body because I'd gone somewhere, somewhere else. So it did make me really feel like I need to embrace my life and make the most of it. And I want to do something to give back, to be in service and to transcend, transcend, uh, just be, be more than. And then the, the bees flew into my life and they stuck, as I like to say, but everything about the honeybees, the fact that they represent the sacred feminine, and that's, I'm not a feminist, but we, 
we each have sacred masculine and feminine in us, a more traditional, if anything. So, but they represent the sacred feminine. They represent the greater good. They, they represent giving back. They feed us. They're ancient, ancient um, pollinators and messengers. Many years later, I, I would, I was a digital nomad building honey colony from all over the world. And I visited Delphi, Greece, I'm part Greek. And I was at the, where the bee goddesses used to be because they used to basically, they, they thought they had these prophetic, but they were really like taking in the gases from the rocks and delirious and high and then giving, you know, futuristic prophecies to like Alexander the Great. But I was there in Delphi and then I saw Know Thyself and it kind of wow. came full circle of I really think know thyself I, I wish that more people can just really be humble and embrace this a self inquiry and looking at their ego being honest with themselves and uh, it beautifully melted. said oh thank you and it brought the bees together and I am so grateful to the bees and then I set off set out to make vanishing of the bees and spend five years traveling the world thanks to the honeybees and um, they're still disappearing today they're super important and and I I again it's not what happens to you but but what you do with it and for me I I remember early on I still had the rod I still was limping and I went to see an astrologer because I was told it was when I was 29 and I was told that you have your Saturn return. And even though I dabbled in astrology, I was like, that sounds like a B movie. What the fuck is a Saturn return? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went and I, I hope it's okay to swear on your program. Oh, well, I'm yeah, sorry. Too late now too late anyway. Now, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, it is too late. No, totally I'm sorry, but I usually ask. Um, I apologize for it's, my... If this one even well. makes it to YouTube, we'll be lucky. So... <laughs> Ah, yeah, but uh, continue. Yeah. So, so this man was giving me a reading and he was talking about Sabian symbols and he told me you're going to be in health and wellness. He was talking about my Virgo rising. And I remember thinking, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like I'm a hard hitting journalist. I don't do anything with, with health. And today I'm a functional medicine coach and consultant and have a health and wellness online company. So he he did a reading. I remember also he talked to me. I had seen a coyote. Uh, to go back, I had my friends from Montreal come visit me and, and meet my boyfriend at the time. And we were in the desert. And I was totally mesmerized by this coyote, a baby coyote. And the coyote is the trickster. And then I went to the Bodhi tree that day because I wanted to look up the animal medicine, the, the message of the coyote. And then here I was with this astrologer and he told me, he brought up the coyote. I didn't mention it. And he said, um, one of your Sabian symbols or something, he brought up, he said, the coyote is a, the trickster. And then I remember, because when I went into the Bodhi tree, I wrote down the definition and I closed the book. And then I went to have a cafe latte at Earth Cafe. And then I got hit and I never opened the journal again. So I went home 
after that session, I opened um, closet and I had put all my clothes that were tattered because of the accident. And I opened my journal that I had not opened and the picture fell to the ground. And I forgot that my friend had taken a picture of the coyote. And then I looked to see, and the coyote can bring you to an intersection and cause a sudden reversal. And, and I, I thought to myself, wow, I actually took part in a folklore where I was literally in an intersection for the coyote. And he he just, my whole life was, was changed. And then eventually, because I, my body exploded, I learned about candida, Again, 20, 2005, I got off gluten in 2005 and again in the future because now it's Vogue. But I, I started just experimenting and reading all this stuff and educating myself and then eventually was able to heal myself. Because what, what happened, fast forward, is after the movie, I, after Vanishing of the Bees, I was in the Dominican Republic as part of an environmental film festival and the day before, the week before we had gone to, my partner and, and I at the time went to a condo and to just hang out by the beach. I mean, I'd been working five years straight and it was like my uh, respite. And uh, the last day I thought they were using a leaf blower and I went to tell them to shut it off. And instead I, guy turned around, he was fumigating between two buildings and turned, it was windy. I whole, got a whole gust of poisons. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to America and I couldn't even bike. I was living in Venice and I couldn't even bike down the boardwalk. And even when I had the metal rod in my leg, I would force myself to be active. I remember many times hiking because I had deferred pain because I didn't size the metal rod properly. And so it would toggle. And so I had mm -hmm. four years of of pain. So in any case, so I went to the doctor, I went to an endocrinologist thinking it didn't hit me right away that I had chemical body burden, ironic. And then they told me you have a, um, you have lupus and fibromyalgia. Here's some prednisone and some Cymbalta, which I never took. And uh, I set out. And even when I was in the hospital, I asked them to take me off the morphine. And I never took pain meds after I left. And I'll say one thing that I remember hiking Runyon. No, it wasn't Runyon. It was near Beechwood. And I had the rod and I was walking. And all of a sudden I heard this very ominous buzzing. And I looked to my left and there was like a huge swarm coming through the canyon. And I was scared of bees then. You know, Now, like, I don't know if you saw my picture with me, bees all over my body. Mm -hmm. I did see that, yeah. I did that on purpose to show people not to be scared. But at the time, the whole swarm flew through me. I know now because they're looking for their next home, so they're not minding you. And so I had a swarm of bees fly through me before the bees ever were on my radar. Now, fast forward, I'm making the movie. Maybe it was year two, and I'm in Run at Runyon. And now I'm walking in the ominous cloud like how many people can say i've been in a swarm of bees like four times the, <laughs> this time on the right it came it came and the people there was a couple and i remember they they ducked and i jumped up 
And I'm like, you don't understand. I'm making a movie about bees right now. And, and they've visited me. Um, And another, I have so many magical stories. I'll say like the day that Ellen who's now Elliot page, we were directing her. She was in, she was in, um, in home in, in Canada and New Brunswick. And she was at a studio that day, a honeybee flew into my office and George, my co-director, George Langworthy and I had a honeybee in the corner the the whole time of our recording. And then these are my bee stripes. If you look, it's the Fibonacci sequence. Oh, and nice. I, I was in uh, Los Angeles and the first time I did ayahuasca was with Mickey Willis who directed Plandemic, who's a who's a friend, and I was in his studio with his with with Nadia. It was weird to do Aya in downtown. But I was crying and it was very difficult to make the film. And I was on food stamps and I didn't know what the F I meaning like what is this is this gonna be something? And uh I I had wanted to get a B tattoo, but it just came to me to just wait. I didn't know if it's gonna be a picture of actual or whatever Mm -hmm. so then during my ayah ceremony i saw a whole swarm of bees in my mind's eye and then i just heard the words you've earned your stripes how fucking cool is that that's and that's the tattoo these are are my bee stripes that i wear so proudly to be in service to this beautiful beautiful insect well that's beautiful and a few things um you touched on they whole know thyself, right? That if anybody going through this awakening who's taking it serious, awakening, uh, who's taking it seriously knows that this is about a path of self-discovery. That's what that's what this ultimately is. We're not going to get anywhere until we know who we are. Um, and I've said this, I've said this plenty of times in the past, but it's so true. Every day, that is my mission to figure out who I am and what I'm actually doing here. And getting out of the ego and all that stuff. And uh, it's not easy because we live in a world that's meant to distract us. The ego. I mean, it's also about like how, let's say I'm speaking to you and I'm, I can, I know that in instances I'm aggro or I'm like, or I know I could come off as a bitch or just to be like with your shadow self, to, to be familiar and to understand the concept of projection yes. because and, and you know i'm an empath and to be you know there's narcissism is a spectrum there's malignant narcissism they think you know if you're self-confident obviously if you're a public figure there's narcissistic qualities you can say they're benevolent i mean um it's not a malignant for me, a malignant, and we're really dealing with an epidemic of narcissism. And yes, it's thrown around, but to me, it's defined by no empathy, constantly blaming the other person, projecting your shit on someone else without taking like that is fundamentally not the way to communicate because it's a blame. It's a blame stance instead of acknowledging that nothing happens in a vacuum and also not talking gossip because let's say you and I have an interaction and it's negative and somehow, and then you start talking shit about that person. Well, I believe I'm a multifaceted diamond. I have lots of different aspects to me and I am a mirror 
and, and I will activate different parts of you and you will activate different parts of me and to take responsibility. Fundamentally, if someone, it's about being a good person, right? If you have bad characteristics to be just mindful of them, but I'm not into gossiping. It's such poison, especially if you are an influencer and you don't see the power that you have. But you could see, let's say, in just comments, right? You put one negative and it poisons the whole the whole thing. And so that's what I mean about being mindful. And as a functional medicine consultant, that's more authoritative where I'm telling you, I recommend this and this and this. But as a coach, I'm just your cheerleader and it's steeped in positive psychology, which we don't talk about often, which is just looking at the positive aspects. And that's, I believe, how you can grow and flourish and if you're just always pointing the finger outside, I mean, this is really, this narcissism is really an epidemic. I, I agree 100% with you. And I'm so glad you touched on all that because um, I, I personally, and I know a lot of people who are going through, um, we have people in our lives that have been in our lives for a while and we're figuring out that this is the type of person they are, or just... Um, just people we run into in general, or we notice other public figures have these uh, traits. Um, it's something that we, I can't ignore anymore. I, I see it happening everywhere. So I'm so glad you're bringing it up. I don't but, know if there's a cure, Tyler. I don't, you don't know so if there's a cure? <laughs> well, to, to narcissism? Mm -hmm. No, I don't, I don't know if there is either, but there is, there is a lesson in it for everybody. The cure is them uh, waking up and doing the inner work but you know that's it's such a hard thing to do they think they're perfect yeah exactly it's almost like they have to hit super rock bottom to even like get well possibly it, get to that point usually and consider consider also that these i mean yes there is a correlation with these narcissistic personalities getting to where they want whether but but if you have no one that's holding you accountable and just blowing smoke up your ass and feeding that ego. Because a lot of times these narcs, they're hella charismatic. They're yeah. very likable. Mm -hmm. And so it's overlooking. It's overlooking because you want to be in their good graces. And when they're giving you, um, when they're getting narcissistic supply or love bombing you or paying attention to you, it could be super dazzling, but then it, it comes back to you loving yourself and holding people accountable. And we can all agree that lots of people get away with lots of things that they should not. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 Um, thank you so much for touching on that. That's important. And I know a lot of people are going to resonate with that message right now. Everything's coming to the surface and we're, like I said, we're discovering ourselves. And in the past, we might not have noticed these traits amongst our friends or other people around us. Um, now that we're able to observe that and know ourselves and see where we stand and who we are and, and how somebody else's behavior could be affecting us or other people around them, it's important. And that's how we're going to navigate through these times right now. So, Yeah, and, life is short. Yeah. And, sorry, go ahead. Well, I just want to say, I also thought I was going to mention what you were telling your story. Um, isn't it beautiful when you just get a snowball of synchronicities like that? And I think that's how all of our journeys look. You know, it looks different for everybody, but we can go back and think about 
this happened. If this wouldn't have happened, this wouldn't have happened. And, and it creates a full circle and it's beautiful. Yeah. And, may I say something to that effect? Yeah. It, it's, it's also, let's say you t- look at the George Floyd incident in, I'm just going to use that as an example, the trial where you're, you're, you're given a set of skills, let's say in this case, policing or an emergency. My point is under an emergency or under in the moment, mistakes happen. If you're going to sit there and point the finger and, and not, and not that anyone should have died, but I'm just saying in life, things happen for a reason. We don't necessarily know why. We may never know why. We may know five years from now. But if we can be steeped in faith, in trusting, like right now, I am have to have a surgery to remove a fibroid. I'm not sleeping at night because it's pushing on my bladder. It's hellish. I'm miserable. And you know, I could get stuck in why me and why is this happening and just trust, okay, I'm going to remove it. It's going to, I'm going to be better. Just trusting, or even let's say something comes out of your mouth. I I remember saying something and then I felt really, I shamed myself. Um, I felt embarrassed. And then my, my teacher said, you don't know what seeds you're planting, or you don't know how that your comments sat on other people. Like that's the magic that we've abandoned. And I haven't had that though, that ball of synchronicity happen in a long time. I've had synchronistic moments. Often recently I'm writing and the word that I'm writing at that moment is being, is being said, but that ball of synchronicity, that magic. And I, unfortunately, I believe that the Rona regime has really um, killed something in, at least I could just speak for me, uh, killed some, some something. I remember I was doing a... Um, well, that's the test. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Yeah. But that's that's the test. That, like that's um, kind of what, it's not just you. I listened to an interview yesterday where somebody was saying the same exact thing about how this mm-hmm. situation had really took a toll on their health. And... Um, they don't feel like themselves anymore. What blah blah blah. You know, um, this where this is where we this is where we're tested. What are you gonna do about it? You know, how are you gonna how are you gonna get yourself out of it? You just answered all your own questions as you were telling that story. So uh yeah. we, we we know what we have to do, and you have been shown what that snowball of sync that beautiful snowball of synchronicities looks like, and you know what that feels like. So now you have a point, a place to try and return. Uh, you know, a feeling to get back to. So you know it exists. So it's not like it's hopeless. No, it's not. No, definitely not hopeless. I was say I was doing this. Um, I went to CPAC and I got kicked out of CPAC. And uh, as did Jason Goodman. And I didn't do anything wrong. And their theme was censored. And it really... I was kind of like, I'm out. I'm not going to cover politics anymore. I've come all the way here. You've told me to leave. I've gone above and beyond. I've done amazing reports, like six-piece reports on the uh, election fraud. 
um, on, on the deadly insurrection, on the coronavirus. I, I really was like finding so much joy being with others that happened to be conservatives. And I was like, so, so turned off. You took my money, didn't give me a refund. You embarrassed me. Um, and I was just like, I, I don't want to be part of this political theater anymore. I know where I stand. And that's not to say with the people, the people are amazing. And that's why I went to the Capitol. Well, I wanted to get a read on, on the president. And that's why I've gone to these events to be with other patriots and to feel free. But it really like turned me. So around that time I did a, I was in Florida um, and I got this Steven Johnson syndrome. I almost died. It was this very bad skin, but I did a quantum hypnosis and she, nice. I, I didn't mean to go through lives and, and even like, that's what I mean. The one part woo, she's like, okay, tell me what you see. And I, I didn't know we were doing hypnosis or, or regression. And I wanted to say like, bitch, I don't see anything. I don't want to do this, yeah. but but I went through it and I could see more and more. And then she told me to fast forward to this life. And I sometimes see words like across my forehead and I just saw hijack and I got really, really angry. And I felt like these elitists, like life is challenging enough. And I just felt like they, they killed a part of the spirit without people realizing it do this psychological I mean, this has been traumatic on, on so many levels, just walking down the street. And now you, I see even San Francisco, less people wearing the masks outside and realizing the impact that it's had for me not to see people's faces. Yes. That's without the us realizing it. You, mm -hmm. you nailed it. Hijack They hijack our individuality. They hijacked our spirituality. They hijack all of it. That's the, that is their game. Anything anti-life, anything um, anything that makes, yes, exactly. They take it away from us. We've, we, this is what they do. So, I mean, you're on point as far as that goes. And, uh, I guess, so you, you saw the word hijack when you were looking at, uh, I saw the, the word hijack. Um, yeah. in this, in, when it comes to, to this life, this, just when it comes to this life, not, not in particular, any event. No, with the Rona, with, with the coronavirus. Yeah, that, yeah that, sure. That, you know, and you could see, you can go back and see how every time, whether it's Zika, they've, they've tested it, they've tested it, and mm. they must be really happy with themselves. You know, the, the I Can't Breathe um, with George Floyd, the, it was like the second or third day, and then Bridget, the sister, was on TV and I noticed that she was wearing I Can't Breathe t-shirt. And I'm like, are print shops essential? Is that supposed to be in good taste that you wear your last, your, your sibling? Or is that like leftover kitsch from Eric Garner? But I didn't know about Eric Garner. I just went online and I said, I Can't Breathe, Benjamin Crump, George Floyd, and Eric Garner came up. I'm like, oh. He also said, I can't breathe 11 times. He was also represented by Benjamin Crump. He was also autopsied by Michael Baden. Hmm. hmm. And, what a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Right. And, oh, Fry, uh, Jacob Fry and the rest of the country was putting down their mask mandates. So the 25th at the scene, no one's really wearing a mask, Thomas Lane. 
supposed paramedics. And then the next day at their very quick press uh, conference, everybody's wearing a mask. And, oh, I wear it for five minutes. And what comes to my mind? I can't breathe. Wow. What a psyop. Predictive programming, social conditioning, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Um, Did you... You know about, did you hear about Christopher Sign, uh, that uh, ABC journalist? Do you know who that is? He, uh, well, he he just, uh, on Saturday, they announced that he died. Um, he was the journalist in 2016 that um, exposed the Clinton uh, tarmac scandal really? or whatever. Yeah. Really? What's his name? Christopher Sign. Um, I was just, re- I was just reading about it right before. Um, we came on. It How just you, you spelled last name. S I N S I G N. Okay. So like, yeah, so. yeah. Um, hmm. But anyway, he was found dead on Saturday, um, and they s- suspected suicide. Right? Of course, he is exposing uh, the Clintons. Dies of suspected suicide, but it's under investigation. So, um, I guess in 2016, when the whole hint, uh, Clinton email thing was going on. Uh, he he exposed he wrote a book on the clinton tarmac scandal and uh he was he got recognition for it anyway there's no shortage of suicides yeah exactly i I was just curious if you had heard about that or not because no no i haven't i will look at it but i i'm familiar with all the people in the medical field whether they're activists or doctors that in fact, before the rollout of the Rona, there were the man had died. Say they said that he committed suicide. I don't know if he was found bobbing in a river, but like Bradstreet. But it turned out that he had been giving exemptions to parents for a decade, and in reality, they were he had died. But then they the the media does this they recirculate this old story if not an old theme or but mm-hmm. it was really to warn people because um, now i believe i don't know every state is different but you can only give x amount of exemptions and you know i had a friend not long ago ask me if they knew someone and it's like i was too scared to even speak on the, on the phone but but this you know they say that they've committed suicide. There's it's on and on and on. An exemption for what? I'm sorry. I'm, for vaccine. Sorry. Oh, oh for the vaccine. vaccine. Okay. For their child. For, okay. For their child. This doctor for a decade had been uh, giving exemptions, and um, you know those days are are limited are, now because sure. they've taken taken our rights. You know, for me. Sp- specifically because I had the Steven Johnson syndrome, which is a rare skin um, disorder where my, I literally blistering my hands and, and had rash all over. But if I were to take a vaccine, I, I could die. So that's an example of something horrible happening to you. And now it's going to be my silver lining to not get the jab or have a, have a reason that I hope is, is legitimate. Um, right. You just said, I mean, why do we need to have, why do we have to have a reason besides I don't want to, right? Um, that's, but we know why, because that, you know, they're pushing it on us, but that's a good, at least you have that. And I hope, I hope, you know, 
hopefully um, we can we can steer through these times without having right. to, um, with uh, some of us. Hopefully we can avoid it because um, I sure don't want to. I sure don't want to take it. But how about like flying or pit? <laughs> one guy was like, here is like, I took one for the tribe. <laughs> okay, yeah. buddy, you're so good. The I Illumin wish I was as good of a person as you. The Illuminati tribe. The deep, deep <laughs> tribe. Yeah. 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 What tribe? Yeah. Um, tribe of dum dum. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Exactly. Um, the whole airline, that's an entirely different conversation. I mean, it's just a lot of negative energy going on there right now. Right. Um, right. But we've been going for a little bit, quite a while now. So um, I think we're going to start wrapping this up. Thank you so sure. much. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing all your information, telling your story. I know a lot of people um, needed to hear a lot of that stuff. So we appreciate everything you're doing and good luck in the future. Um, would you mind sharing with people how they can find you? Please, yes. You can find me on Telegram. The channel is Truth Lives Here. I am Lady B on Gab. And uh, I'm Miriam Hinane on Twitter. And uh, what else? I have a YouTube channel, Miriam Hinane B Lady. I'm on my second YouTube channel with two strikes. So I'm treading very carefully and hopefully my book will be out in the fall and it's George Floyd, a multi-layered psyop examined. And people can always email me if they're interested in a coaching or consulting session at Mariam, M-A-R-Y-A-M at honeycolony.com. And oh yeah, you can buzz on over to honeycolony.com, which is a magazine and marketplace aimed at empowering you to be your own best health advocate. Yeah. Um, when you sent me all those links prior to this, I was like, wow, you're, you're everywhere. You're, you know, more people, more people should know about you. So um, guys go, go follow her. She's doing some incredible work. I will put all of everything she just mentioned. We'll have links for all that in the description. Um, thank you so much. Thank you thank for you. doing thank what you, so you do. Much. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, don't forget, get a ticket and come to uh, Sedona. Hang out with us in Sedona. Tickets are going quick and it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of new faces, a lot of young blood there. So, um, you know, there's so many people with great things to say now. So it's nice to see new new faces coming forward at these conferences. $333 for the weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, guys, thank you for all your support. Thanks for the donations. Thanks for everything. Um, like even some of the comments lately, you know, I, I was talking about the negative comments, but we've been getting some really beautiful comments and I, I've actually been screenshotting them because it's a good reminder. It reminds me of why I'm doing this, why we're doing this. And uh, some of them are just, um, they mean more than you realize when we get stuff like that. That's worth more than a donation, you know. Um, it just make it just ensures us that we're doing the right thing. So thank you guys for that. And um, next week, we will not be having a regularly, regularly, I can't even say that word, scheduled show, but um, I think we're going to do something special for you guys on next Saturday. Is it next Saturday? Not this yeah. coming up Saturday, the yeah, 26th. Next Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday. Um, but you just have to stay tuned and wait and see what that is. So other than that, thanks again. Uh, Miriam, guys, go check her stuff out. And uh, other than that, we're going to uh, go ahead and wrap this up. Have a great night, everybody. And thanks for tuning in. Thank you.